Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. Today we have yet another celebrity guest from the world of detailing, uh, none other than Mr. Stephen McMahon. Say hello. Hello, how are we? We are all good here and we have got Mr. Aaron of Seeley. You, you don't do the celebrity stuff when it's me, do you? No. That's no, fine. Because, <laughs> you know, nobody likes me. <laughs> misrepresentation. Um, but uh, we have got you and now you are, uh, well, so you're involved with the Megatest most recently. That's when magazine readers might have sort of first come across you. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, unlike me, which was which was Crime Watch, so you know, it was a different introduction. Um, and um, we are really we're talking because you are now one of the team behind um, the new uh, the Car Boutique group on Facebook, which has been around for how long now? So Car Boutique now, or sorry, the the Car Boutique has been going now around about two years. Two years. So it's gathering a lot of momentum, it really and is. it really is an enjoyable experience to be part of. There's three of us which are partners, mm-hmm. so if if you'd like to call it that. Myself, Andrew, and Arthur. Uh, both of those are serving members of um, uh, not her, but his armed um, forces. Huh? Yes, uh, armed forces. Or uh, there. Or it's, there. A, it's a modern world. You know, That's right. Yes. Or our. Or, <laughs> Technically. Or whichever. <laughs> so, you get wrong going with this. Like uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but yes, yeah, so I know there's the three of us. Um, I'm also. It's not just us. We've got a lovely group of moderators and group experts, which help out tremendously. Um, and it's going really well. But yeah, two years so far. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, definitely gathering momentum in size and um, all positives, as we as we know. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to go into the group in more detail at how it came about and kind of what their driving ethos is, because we feel certainly that it's very different from anything else out there and for the better. Um, and we're going to look on that. And then we're going to start talking about the challenges of being a, a, a product reviewer, which, you know, we, we all have in our, in our yes. jobs. Um, so what I first of all want to start with is a bit more about you. So, um, what did you do at school? What were your favourite subjects? So, at school, my favourite subjects, I would say, were PE. Mm-hmm. I loved anything to do with sport. I played uh, rugby, football, um, to a good standard as well. Was, you know, scouted county-wise and everything else. I never had you down as a rugby player. I mean, Did you not? You know. <laughs> the six foot three and a bit, uh, 20 stone build. <laughs> I was about to say, for the benefit of the tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't give it away. I'm sure there's some pictures of me hiding somewhere, or trying to hide. Oh, there are pictures or of me I'm hiding, hiding anywhere. So, that's different. <laughs> I don't think there's any chance of me winning hide-and-seek, is there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Red bus, maybe? Yeah, I think it's Stonehenge, but yeah, no... <laughs> Just carrying um, a conifer around in front of him. <laughs> um, and then, so you left school, and because your dad's background is building, isn't it? it was so, yeah, my dad is heavily uh, civil construction, mm-hmm. um, was for, and still is. I mean, he's he's pressing on, bless him, but still is fit as a fit. Easy fit as you a to say, fit as a fiddle, <laughs> and um, yeah, I got into construction also, but we'll rewind before that. Yeah, so you left school. Get in. Yeah, left school, and I served a mechanical uh, engineering apprenticeship, which, as we know now, is Mini BMW, mm-hmm. which then was Rover. A living in Farringdon, Oxfordshire, mm-hmm. I had the choice to go sort of you know, Swindon or Oxford. Yeah, apologies, um, and obviously, yeah, served out a mechanical engineering apprenticeship in Rover large cars. As yes, it was so Cowley, I guess. That was Cowley, correct. Because yep. Bert now drives a Rover. Uh, <laughs> yes. Not true. I have a Chinese microwave. <laughs> what, what, what's the Chinese version of it called? <laughs> it's Se- the, Seiko, is it? Seik is the brand. Se- yeah. And the name of the actual car. What were you car. saying they, they call Rovers over in China? Rowy. Because they Rowy, because they lost the... When they, they at one point owned it, um, it was the people who owned Volvo and... God, this is a, a tangent already, isn't it? Yes. Um, who owned Polestar and Volvo owned by Geely. And at one point, Geely, I think, had uh, the Rover or had some sort of interest in it and they introduced it in china and then they lost it and so they had to change it to what it phonetically sounds like in chinese which is rory so in the old days we used to drive a rory 25 <laughs> oh or a rory had a metro a rory metro rory metro that sounds naughty um so uh, handle like a boat <laughs> <laughs> okay back on topic we're going to get yeah easily led today. <laughs> We've already started before this, uh, you know, when record. But yeah, so uh, mechanical engineering apprenticeship. Yeah, um, served, uh, finished, completed on the day I finished and completed. I was told by my father, Dad, do not get into construction. Do not mm-hmm. get into. So I quit, and yes, I did. I went into construction. <laughs> but to rewind just before that, while I was lucky enough to be at Rover doing my apprenticeship, they give you training money, so that allowed me to do my car license mm-hmm. as soon as I turned 17 and they partly funded it brilliant and as soon as I become 18 or sorry I'm um, October is my birthday actually next week mm-hmm. in the January you got another 200 pounds 
well, in those days, yeah, I'd done my bike license. And in those days, 200 quid. That's about a Rover, isn't it? It done really well. But obviously, being of uh, sort of farming stock, because I grew up as a young lad, uh, driving, you know, it was removing the bad habits, shall we say, Mm -hmm. was what I needed my lessons for. (laughs) Did you try and operate your uh, your car as a stationary gearbox? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, Um, funny you say that, but it's exactly that. I, I, I had one lesson with my driving instructor before he dumped me and said, you need to find somebody else. And actually started explaining how a clutch works. And then I asked him whether, well, that's not how a paddle clutch works or a triple play clutch. And he just looked at me and said, get out. I said, Do I have to double the clutch on this? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, farms, the lorries, yeah. the tractors. I used it's... to slip the car into neutral around corners because that's what you do in a tractor. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, all these were life experiences and everything else was part of it. But say, I, I, we touched on it earlier, I bought a R-Edge Mark II Escort mm-hmm. in white with 13,000 miles. When they weren't 100,000 pounds. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm the age. But yeah, so I'm into cars uh, yeah. from a young age, as you've probably seen, or tractors, or lorries, or bikes. Anything you can like destruction. Boy. Anything That's, I can yeah. play with, tinker, take spark plugs out of, take chains off of, clean chains, and make them rust, and it, then break, and... Set on fire. Set on fire, yeah. and play with petrol, and mm. yeah, that was me. Yeah, I'm seeing some commonalities here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, heavily involved, let's call it then, in vehicles and everything else. And obviously, I, I picked up the love of trying to clean my own car. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, um, vinyl, plastic, and and everything else that was shod then in the Mark yeah. II, uh, with the roof and everything, as you remember. Vinyl, well, I, I, uh, yeah. I've seen pictures. Cortinas and yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm going off-piste again, as normal. Um, yeah, went into construction. Um, but obviously having a massive interest in cars. I, I actually missed, even though they're only Rovers, mm-hmm. um, we can at least go with a mix of 6R4. Can we use that as yeah, that is inspiration to pin- keep us excited by the Rover brand? It's Pinnacle Rover. And also, you say it's only Rovers. Actually, it's only recently, like the 90s and possibly the 80s, where Rovers were a bit rubbish. Because if you talk to anybody who grew up in the 60s, a Rover was a fancy pants car to have. It was a step SD1. up from a Triumph. Yeah. Mm, and they had the manage cap. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, yeah, the Dol- well, the Tom, uh, oh, Tomcat, yeah, I mean, remember the Tom Two Twenty, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. If you could probably get one of those now, so they were were no slouch, were they? No, the heaty blue, wasn't it? I remember the color. Oh, I know. Do you remember that midnight was. color? Yeah. Yeah, really well, I, stunning. I, again, say remember. I, I mostly <laughs> in photos, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I did history at uni. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got those. You're massive into cars. You're working on the site, and and did you, in terms of the kind of the, the construction work you're doing, did you find a specialism or something you really enjoyed doing particularly? Anything because I'd already, as I just mentioned, grown up through the farms, mm. um, agricultural plant diggers. My dad is a, still to this day a machine driver, oh. so I've had a unhealthy obsession. Let's call it with diggers and going to work with them on Saturdays. When uh, so that was why the construction i couldn't help it cool well i've got a hydraulic um, ram out there that needs fixing so I'm but yes afterwards. <laughs> but like we just said now we've got the uh, the construction side which i'm currently in but we'll yep. touch on that afterwards um the cars never went away they could not go away and growing up in oxfordshire as i did um and then obviously migrating from the mark to um escort quite quickly as i think mm-hmm. i said i put 20 pounds in to yes. go 18 miles and actually run out before i got there because <laughs> i might as well have used a sock yes. as the fuel lines it was that bad so yeah that quickly went into the yellow peril fiesta but yeah, yeah. can cars, we just have cars, a moment cars. of silence for when a tank could be filled up with 20 pounds <sighs> that's a good point here uh i can it's terrible i can fill up my lawnmower with 20 quid now that's pretty much it Honestly, is it twenty pounds? Uh, not them? quite. You have to have the additive in it as well, though. So that adds up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Well, that's <laughs> sad. <laughs> you know when people say we want more adrenaline in these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Not just. I heard anyone crying. say they want more of anything of this podcast. <laughs> <That's> fair dues. <laughs> so you're in the Yellow Peril, which is a Fiesta Mark, Fiesta Mark One. Ooh. So I've got a vast car history. Mm-hmm. So let's skip forward to the, the most important parts. I got heavily involved with magazines of the day, fast forwards, fast car. Yep. Uh, what was the other one? Max Power. Max Power. Max Power. Yes. So I had a, an Astra GTE 16 valve, which was featured in fast car. Uh-huh. Number plate, A16V, FW. Take that how you will. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm not good with numbers and letters. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Hand signals were acquired, but yeah. yes. Yes. It wasn't meant for that, but yeah, that's what I got called. Ah. Which I worked hard for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fast forward, black RS Turbo. Mm-hmm. Mark. Show, show uh, two. Two. 1990. Okay. In black, you're saying? In black. Oh, that'd be fun to keep swell. Yes. 
um, which I took to shows and polished and loved and absolutely idolised, mm-hmm. which then brought that unhealthy obsession, what we call detailing, to a whole new level. Because mm-hmm. why don't you show this car? No problem at all. Pandora's box. It was, <laughs> yeah. And when you start your show, so you've got your show and shine. Yeah. And you want more and more and more. And I took it to car shows and meets and photo shoots and everything else. So up we went. And, and and I just could not get away from that enjoyment that I love doing. And this is during the, so we're talking 90s here now. So, yes. So I then looked and thought, well, why didn't I make a career in this? Mm-hmm. Why not? Because it's not called work, right? If you enjoy it, that's the way I see it. And luckily, local to us, we have Williams Formula One. Mm-hmm. And in the Oxfordshire area, LP now, but Arrows, Benetton, and so on and so forth, we're luckily to live, you know, where we do. Uh, there's a local company to me, uh, which is still going now, Brickkill Car Group. I was lucky to uh, gain a position with those guys, mm-hmm. um, which none of my skills that I'd learned as mechanical engineer and welder and turner and panel beater actually... Yeah, panel beater, really carbon fibre race cars. Carbon fiber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did, offside of that, we did other cars. Um, we had some really rare cars. Panos, remember mm-hmm. that? Um, oh, Panos, yeah. Yes. God. Um, long, quick story. One of the guys, NEC, car show, we used to prep cars. So I'd be at the NEC or, or we'd prep one-offs, mm-hmm. rally cars, uh, Le Mans cars, prep them to go. The, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the lorry loaders would turn up or take them away. Panos, one of one. Mm-hmm. Noel Edmonds had something to do with that, wasn't he? Yes. I remember him coming to have a look. One of the guys took a spirited, was only supposed to move it without starting it. <laughs> took it outside. <laughs> Bit of a donut. You know the rest. Yeah. <laughs> he did a donut. He was a donut. Through the fence, through the posts, smashed up a one of one. Jesus. Which we then had to fall on the uh, skills that I learned. Yeah. As in getting some sheet metal parts, which they'd worked on as V2, V3, maybe before this mm. prototype, yeah. to send them over to make them work. Because Bloody hell. that's how they produce this car. But yeah, I digress again. What does an angry Noel Edmonds look like? Because he's, he's a short man, but... Well, he, this wasn't Harry. afterwards. Oh, okay. This was, he obviously came to see the car being delivered because oh, he hadn't seen it. It was delivered straight to us. And yeah, so again, with that, working at Brickham Car Group, was Williams, Arrows, and Benetton. Mm-hmm. I worked through the Benetton team, but also covered the others. It was all quite hush-hush. That's why I sort of stayed away behind the scenes. And what were you doing to the cars? So polishing, machine polishing, correcting. We're doing PPF, removal of PPF. Also, as I said, we had Le Mans cars coming through. Some of these cars had done races. Um, and then once the, uh, if it's a main sponsor, for instance, Vodafone, for instance, yeah. their car, they wouldn't want a show car. They were done, and we did those as well for Harry Mendel. It mm-hmm. was the guy who used to do those. But they would want the car stripped to PPF, re PPS, or left as it was, literally polished yeah. with the stone and everything else because it was going to go and sit in the showroom. Yeah. So it, every day was a different day, but predominantly would be, you know, new stuff would be through the paint booth, out, still warm, yeah. with rotaries, uh, with 3M or Frecula. Yeah, using those key products, which then you put on with a microfiber, if you remember. Yeah. Remember in the tin? <laughs> you used to bust the tin off uh, and spread it about oh. and wipe it on, and, and, and away you went. And, and so you're doing PPF in, I guess that would be late 90s? Yes. And I think, because who are those teams now? Again, a, a quick aside, who is Arrows now? Because is, did it... T- they went, didn't they? I don't know. Well, one, no, it became Red Bull, I thought. No. No? No, okay. not that I know. But it's weird, all these teams. Edison will be Alpine, wouldn't it, now? Still based in the old Enstone yeah. um, plant. Uh, Williams yep. is still Williams. Yep. Um, and would you believe a lot of the work wasn't just the cars, um, which that was obviously predominantly our work, mm-hmm. turb after turb after, you know, rear air, rear wing, front wing, whatever. Also, the lorries used to pick up yeah. quite a lot of damage, would you believe, low trees. They do hit what well, they did then yeah. more than you care to imagine each other. I, <laughs> I can imagine those hospitality lorries, particularly. I mean, they're just crammed full of beautiful Correct. women, aren't they? And, and so we'd be quite regularly on a mute. <laughs> at the top using the panel beating skills again God. bringing out and panel beating the lorries and, uh, and they're valuable those big ones the ones that expand when you, you park them up and then they kind of double in their size and stuff like that correct they really are so do you know what it was really exciting to do something when you say we don't call it work um, to have your hobby which was mm. a passion and you got paid for it it was brilliant it was a lot of long hours though little question yes why'd you stop do you know what I can't remember why I stopped <laughs> okay. and I, I, I honestly I can't I, I believe, and what I remember, I was young and stupid, and I got dangled the current of being back in utilities, right? Uh, back on the construction with the water, gas, electric, and everything else. And at the time, then 
the money made sense, I guess. Ridiculous, yeah. really. That allowed me to enjoy my passion of cars and bikes mm-hmm. and have both when I could have easily bought probably a car out, a house outright. Mm-hmm. But no. There, uh, we've bumped into quite a few people. I was talking to um, John Holashi and he was pointing yes. out how he should have bought a house many years ago, but he's just got such a thing for cars. He just preferred to have fast cars. So, yes, I had a, yeah, Cosy. Yeah. Um, I had Fireblade. Uh, Jeez, the insurance uh, on that nice. alone would, would probably bust the It was a person. quarter of the price of the car yeah. to insure it. And that, that's an Escort Cosy, I'm guessing? No, that was Sierra Saf. Ah, OK. Yeah. Which is a better-looking car. I loved it, yes. Mm. As you'll probably see now my grey Transporter, my grey Volvo. Oh, I can see a pattern there. I can see a pattern. So was yours a rear-wheel drive Saf, then? Of course. Yep. It was the one that would bite you at 90 mile an hour when you thought you were OK. It would creep up on you. Well, a friend of ours... A, a in Mexico, de- obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a detailer, uh, Jason at Privileged Detail up in Edinburgh has got one, and it is in that grey as well. And every time I go up there for an assessment, um, I, I just spend time just drooling over it. I'm, I'm not a huge Ford person, but for some reason, the SAF is just hits the spot, really. Yeah, no, it was a nice car. I loved it. I had obviously the uh, complimentary 4x4 bonnet, yeah. even though it was a rear-wheel drive. <laughs> so were you featured um, in Fast Ford in the 90s as well? No. Because we've got a magazine here from, from <laughs> Fast Forward from the 90s. No, 2006. Oh, was it 2000? I thought it was earlier. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's where uh, John was featured at the beginning of Detailing yeah, World. Yeah, and it's John Hull with hair. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit scary. You have to show me on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, absolutely will. Once you fix that chat. Take a photo. <laughs> use it at home if you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, I've got to return it to him. He was very certain I need to return yeah, it yeah. to him. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, and uh, so you had that, and you, you were back in construction. And so I'm guessing we're talking paternal millennium at this point. Yes. So obviously off the back of that, I've pretty much stayed in construction, but obviously with an unhealthy obsession, hobby, mm-hmm. and passion. Let's call it passion. Because Passion's more, you can talk about that in polite company. I can talk in polite company. Yeah. Um, it hasn't gone away. Uh, it's still very you know, prevalent and at the front. I enjoy doing it. There's, mm-hmm. there's just no getting around it. I enjoy the testing, the reviewing, every part of it. And it's job satisfaction, isn't it? And that is something, especially when you get a disaster detail, let's call it, or, yep. or, or a barn find, which is, you know, had the paint protected by the layers of dust and dirt, and you can turn it around. I don't think, there, I don't really think there's a better feeling than when you get, you know, and do a turnaround on something like that. I No, I, I, I totally get you on that. That's... It doesn't go away, does it? For me, it's still, it's still there now. Yeah, and you remember it for, for a long, long time, hell. I don't remember much of the noughties, but I do remember cleaning my little <laughs> show at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Cycle Ford, um, so you're at top of your game from a construction point of view. You've got nice job, well paid and all the rest of it. And Correct. you've got some time to yourself as well, which is cool. Exactly that. You've got lots of nice cars. You've got your transport. Oh, I say nice. I mean, they're not like cosy nice. You've got Volkswagens, but... but they're a different nice. They're a different I, nice. I would agree they are nice. And the two vehicles I have currently yeah. are both very, very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. see. I've recently bought a new car. I've never owned a car that's younger than two thousand and seven in my whole life because I like old cars. And I don't. Like oh really? Around. Yeah, and I got a new one recently. Just on finance, it's just a crappy little thing. But but uh, it the technology and the just being new has a certain feel to it. And I've been a passenger in in, in a big Volvo like yours. Yes. God, they're lovely inside, aren't they? I've got to be honest. Uh, yeah, right. Um, it is something else. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sat in anything like it so before i just purchased the volvo and it's a bit of a mouthful it's the xc60 mm-hmm. r design mm-hmm. power pulse Ooh. yes which i've had fettled by polestar also it's an extra that you can get done via the dealership power pulse that i could explain so basically so it doesn't suffer with lag because it's obviously got a big turbo on it mm-hmm. i know it as you can feel it um it hoofs air into the turbo as soon as you breathe your foot on the accelerator so the lag is out the window. You see, and it spools up. And you say that, but I much prefer anti-lag on a scoop on a proper like really star <laughs> ones with a pops and bangs, real I'm pops and bangs, you. not a golf R just pretending. Yes. I'm talking about a real pops and bangs with a screamer pipe out there that's an MOT fail. That's it, it. No, two bottles of whiskey to get you through the MOT rather than the normal. And the one that burns your eyes, you mean when you stood behind it from the fumes where it's over fueling. Oh, but, but yeah, but that's that's part of the joy, isn't it? Of course it is. You always and I'm with alive, you. Nearest to six. Have you guys heard of of, of superchargers before? <laughs> Oh, stop whining like yours. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Hey, 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 hey. I'm here all day. Well, in in <laughs> fairness, pissing out oil like you're, you. Know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that in my Nat Asm cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, 
now cycle forward and what gave you the idea for DCB and for all of that because there's a difference between washing your own car and detailing it and, and enjoying that on your time off and putting yourself out there as a reviewing corner corporation if you like yes so as I say I I didn't start it it was actually started by Andy uh, Mr Fraser there um, but quickly obviously I joined the group mm-hmm. and was very active on the group and was quickly asked if I become a group expert um, expert me no, it's definitely not me, but obviously they liked the the answers I was giving or the way that I wrote it. As I say, not my strong point, but no. And it wasn't something you worked. <laughs> no, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Face radio. <laughs> but no, it was something I enjoyed doing, and uh, that grew, and we grew a relationship, and, and it wasn't long um, before they said, would you be, you know, would you come on and be a bit more of it? Um, and yeah, and, and here we are. And then it wasn't a bit long after, you know, a small time again after that, should we get somebody else in? And we brought in Arthur as well, who's mm-hmm. a friend of mine. But now Arthur's these equates, in Falklands, isn't it? Yes, but these acquaintances, the acquaintances we've made are all through TCB. Yeah. And there's, you know, a load of us now that speak regularly and a couple of WhatsApp groups and mm-hmm. this sort of stuff, reviewing groups where we share information or pass materials around between ourselves and put them in rotation so we can get other looks or reviews. And, off. and we'll talk about the whole review process because yes. that's, that's interesting. But what I want to kind of put out from the start is new Facebook groups and to a lesser extent new review groups appear almost every day of the week and we have sometimes worked with some some are big some are small and all the rest of it what set you apart certainly from my point of view and i think from what i've heard from others ttb is a friendly place to be yes and and weirdly enough it's because you've got such active moderation is that the the groups that are very lacy fair they're like okay do what you like it's an open free house you think great it's it's free and that's the problem is it doesn't it brings the trolls in but with your one it's it's not rule with an iron fist but it is certainly there is discipline in there and as a consequence it's so nice to be there we actively promote that as you've Mm. probably seen um we have all i've not been part of the trolling maybe i have maybe i just didn't see that but Mm. you know i give my point of view um but try to stay unbiased Mm -hmm. and trying to just help somebody let's be clear help educate that's the main focus of this we'd all witnessed seen or been a part of other groups negatively trolling mm-hmm. people and calling them out or my the worst thing i've read didn't you check the search bar yeah well, obviously they didn't check the search bar and they probably didn't know the search bar was there because i didn't at the start do i too lazy that's probably what it is yeah i don't want to go searching and looking for it um because of that we all all probably me ringing but yeah and because of that we wanted to you know stay away from that mm-hmm. so we actively promote you know no, no negativity and we have a certain set of questions at the start which obviously don't ask about the negativity or positivity but we're quite clear and hard and fast on those you mm-hmm. know if you want to be part of the group, you, you're all welcome to be part of the group everybody really is but you know please just answer the questions mm-hmm. you know do you you know how we will be friendly and polite and everything else what's your favorite brands and everything else they're not trick questions yeah and we do monitor those questions if they're answered i've now changed the uh, rules and regulations that if somebody doesn't answer those questions within an hour it automatically removes them oh, okay so we've done that on purpose you know if you want to spend the time or be with us um the friendly group it is yeah you know we, we all we expect from you is yeah please ask the you know, answer the questions politely. yeah and you're more than welcome and engagement everybody is more than welcome that's the different thing because a lot of them you know if you just stay as a silent fly on the wall you're, you're never going to be removed it's when you kick off at somebody or one thing that i find really difficult is is if somebody's asked a question and then lots of people are saying giving you perfectly decent answers get all edgy and they're like oh i knew that already etc etc and then he's like yes. no, you've asked for advice we've offered advice take it gracefully say thank you and um you know that's it on your bike sort of thing yeah um, there's just no need for it yeah so in this day and age there's no need you know and we all love this detailing you know the world or mm. the, the forums or the groups or whatever you may be at the end of the day it's all about cleaning cars and we all want our vehicle to look as best we possibly can mm-hmm. um some people for the cheapest amount of money some people don't care about cost if you're an enthusiast now like myself uh, if the product works the product works but we don't need to spread negativity because there is quite a lot in this business yeah. and we actively keep it out um, there is an element of, of am i allowed to say mum's net unless we're going to get sued but there is an element of, of kind of the, the argument of, because my yes. background's it obviously yours construction and stuff like that yes i now correct me if i'm wrong because i've never worked in construction but i'm guessing any sort of construction groups i don't know compare my brick.com or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't misspell that <laughs> 
whatever it is. I'm guessing you don't pan around like a bunch of little girls because you're all built like brick shit houses, frankly, and, and we'll knock seven bells out of each other if, if you ever bumped into them. So you it's quite hard and fast. Yeah. Yes. And there's a, a certain set of skills that you use at work. I have a certain set of skills. That's it, yeah. It's, it's cemented amazing. a trowel. That's it. <laughs> but no. It's like voice impressions on one of them, Stop it. Yeah. Don't do that. Poor <laughs> <Exactly>. jokes. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, no, you're right. In every you know walk of life, there's going to be there's always going to be negativity, but we we actively try not to. Yeah, but the, what I'm saying is, in the, in the detailing one, I partly I think fueled by everybody saying how negative it is because everybody says, oh, isn't it? So what, what a bitchy little industry, and then everybody thinks, oh, it's a bitchy little industry without necessarily thinking about it. But yeah, right. but I think there is certainly more than IT, and I would imagine more than construction and stuff like that. Um, Correct. But yes. I wonder what to say for paint sprayers because we know what they're like in the motor trade. So their their groups must be. Really... I've spent a many amount of years with paint sprayers. Mm -hmm. you can imagine. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Let's just say I think the chemicals uh, may have, may have affected a few. <laughs> yeah. If you go and hang around the gates outside, probably mini now, you'll probably see what I mean. Bit, bit of isocyanate. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I'm thinking that it's probably a good time for us to take a little pause and we shall return and talk about the ins and outs of reviewing detailing products. Brilliant. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about two very cool gifts that we have that you can give to people at Christmas if you like them. The first, the car detailing set is hand wash only, the hardback book, all 144 pages. Born to be mild, one of our all-time favorite shampoos from Dodo Juice. And a wash mitt with noodle on one side and gauze on the other for glass. Uh, that is $19.99. But for people you actually really like and want to spend a little bit more on, $28.99 gets you the hand wash only book, the Born to be Mild shampoo, the wash mitt, Cabin Krug, an interior detailer, as well as Clearly Menthol, a glass cleaner from Dodo Juice. Really good one. Anyhow, it also has a microfiber and a back issue from the Pro Detailer Magazine portfolio. All available on our website, prodetailermagazine.com. Anyway, back to the podcast. And we're back. We've got Stephen McMahon here with us of TCB. And we are talking about reviewing because that's what we both do and do a lot of it. And we're talking about, uh, so we've got the, the car boutique style, but we've also got the geeky detail reviews, which yes. is kind of your own sub-channel, but it's all kind of... Yeah, so I try to link the two together. Mm -hmm. um, being of a certain age again, I know I keep touching that, 44 now soon to be 45 that's how, how um, it happens yeah. yes uh, oh, yeah, sorry it's, it's birthday next week so presents cards that's it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll put the address in the description thank you very much <laughs> so yeah so with the review inside of it obviously facebook uh, tcb predominantly is where we all come together and we review our products help people with processes and yeah and that's why it's sort of born or what you know why it continues to grow so well um but on the back of it i wanted to get into sort of the instagram side so we've got a tcb instagram account mm -hmm. but um yeah i I guess where I'm going with it is I like the testing and reviewing. We've touched on it a couple of times already. That's what floats my boat. That's what I'm really passionate about is the reviewing side of it. And I noticed so, that when you came in on the mega test, that kind of was almost like a catalyst. You, your, your enthusiasm went from a 10 out of 10 to about a 50 out of 10. Yeah, I can only thank you for that. Um, we've touched on it before. Um, I've obviously loved doing the reviewing and loved the detail inside. It's, it's a massive passion I've mentioned before, but when you invited me in, um, it's actually woken up something within me that, yeah, I like you struggle with writing and reading that sort of stuff, and it really has. Mm. Yeah, well, I was off. like, that doesn't matter bollocks. I mean, the hell, You're I'm right, dyslexic. You, you know, yes. edit a bloody magazine and, and can't spell visible properly. Yeah, so I can only thank you for that. It really has, yeah. you know, uh, ignited something, uh, even more of a passion. Um, mm. You know, for me now, it's not so much about the washing. Yes, it's job satisfaction. Of course, it is. Mm. Who doesn't like to turn around something like we've already mentioned? But yeah, the reviewing side of it, diving in a bit deeper. We've obviously got Arthur who goes right into it. Who's our own personal Andreas, yes. let's call it. And then we've got obviously Andy, who's got his dulcet tones and talks really well. He's a great presenter, YouTube, isn't he? Yeah, and I... really good at talking with people, as you probably imagine. Well, he's, he's got uh, it, it's uh, SNM, no ASMR. That's him. <laughs> that, that's the one. Um, yes, but, and he it does. It's a very therapeutic thing because I, I have podcasts and videos on pretty much eternally in the background, so that I'm just keeping up with things. It's my job. And and yeah, no, I do. It, it's less jarring than, for example, yeah. me. And with the TCB, I think some people might get bored. A lot of people say they don't mm -hmm. with my reviews they do end up being quite big but i try to add now more vlogs or video evidence that backs mm -hmm. up to go with it so i wanted to do something where i could do quick quick 
advertisement or quick trials or quick testing. When I say quick, I mean quick. I can post it quickly. Yeah. Get it out one product brand specific and product you know specific as such. So I spend a bit more time on it. I don't just get it and then test it and then bang it out. I do a first look, mm. then a second, third, fourth look to to give it you know that view, uh, and also with the different variables with a hard water area and everything else. So I know shameless plug there with the TCP and the, the geeky <laughs> detail reviews. But. Oh well, well earned. And I have to admit, it's exactly that when you're doing the graphy mega tests. Uh, you know, some people sent through a word document with all the information in some um, did you know piecemeal. But your one, I basically went through the TCB and found each and every installment over about a month and a half of all your you know your testings and stuff like that and integrated it. That's it. And uh, you set up the group as well, didn't you? The yeah. Facebook group for us, the mega testers, which was really good. And I kept thinking every week, every time I'd done an update with the vlogs mm-hmm. of the individual products and the graphene and the mega, and then I split it and done the ceramics on the other side. Nobody's really posted. Are they not? Are they not done their test? Yet. In or is some it just cases, me definitely was flooding it? Are they getting bored? Because there was quite uh, you know some reputable people on there, yeah, and people that I followed and look up to, and you know, and so on and so forth. So I was always getting worried about: Am I doing too much? Because it just seems to be me posting. Yeah, but, no, yeah. it's just that that's how you expressed it. And yes. whereas with me, it was very much a, um, you know, some people just sent it through on an email at the end. And as you say, some people didn't left it to the last minute. And this is this is the issue that we had in the past with lots of kind of public run tests is that just reliability, you know, relying yeah. on third parties is often a risk. Well, as you'll probably be, uh, as you probably witnessed after doing that first one, mm-hmm. I've now been pestering you. Mm. I don't even just aware. Me. Yeah. Hi, Bert. Hello. <laughs> it's me again. Uh, what are we doing next? So, as you can see, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And so, again, thank you for that. Yeah, um, no, well, and onwards to the next one. Yeah, indeed. Well, that's just it. So we've got all sorts of plans ahead. We won't give away too much of the podcast, but certainly in the new product section, regular readers will know that we do a combination of what I call a descriptive review and um, where we, we take uh, essentially the manufacturer's description, say, you know, what it claims, look at it, yeah. look at the SDS and kind of evaluate and, and also a bit of a reality check. When a product says this will last for 20 years, we, we, we look at it more closely. And the stuff in the pipeline we're talking about is really kind of kind of exciting. We haven't figured out exactly how it's all going to work. But if you remember the um, new product section, we always have a, a descriptive review. So that is where we, we'll look at the product, we'll look at the SDS, we'll look at the instructions, the guides, the claims, and we'll kind of come up with an evaluative thing. Yes. Um, and then on the right-hand side of the page, we do a lot more kind of hands-on testing. And then we'll do a twin test, two products against each other, or we'll test it in isolation or you know use it more generally. Yeah. What we're thinking is perhaps is that that right-hand side of the page could be more of a TCB zone. And what happens is the products get sent into us. We do the photography. We get the SDS together. We do all that kind of administrative stuff. And then we ping them possibly in uh, unbranded bottles or something like that to you guys just with the instructions. And then you guys can test them and pass them around your group. And then you can produce a kind of a review which is truly blind and truly objective because you don't know what the hell you're testing. Correct. No, that sounds a really good idea. And we really, you know, would take on that if there was something we could do with you in the future together. Yeah. It would be a great little collaboration because, say, we've got, um, you know, pros, ex pros, mm-hmm. enthusiasts, you know, passionate people. We've got people that are new in. We've also got people that have been in the business like myself for, you know, 20, 25 years. Yeah. So we could get a nice broad. Um, scope yeah and also people living up as we've touched on before with throughout the the width and breadth and everything else of the Mm. uk because we do suffer as we've said before with with different variables in the hard water this is now this is this is a really important thing so um in terms of the different environments and it is hard and soft water i hard water has got more dissolved solids in it and as a consequence it's effectively kind of more alkaline for want of a better word and then you've got the softer water that for example they have in scotland which has got very much less dissolved solids in it's it's sort of acidic it's soft water um you mean that unicorn tier stuff that <laughs> yeah. got up north <laughs> lucky buggers yeah um and um then on the flip side obviously you've got humidity so i'll give you an example is i believe it was car pro they had coatings they've been producing coatings in the far east for a long long time and then when that came over to the UK, they were kind of having issues and stuff like that. It was identified to do with the fact that we're at lower temperature. And bear in mind, Carpro in the UK was based up in Scotland, as indeed yes. the professional wing still is, um, where it's, they do they do cold quite well up there, and obviously yes. much less humidity than you get in in um, the Far East. And so they bought out CK uh, CQ UK Carp. Car- 
pro hang on, I'm just UK, sea courts. Yeah, sea courts UK. UK. That yes. was it. Sorry, dyslexia ruling. Um, and that was kind of tailored, and that's used in a lot of other northern European and, yes. and northern areas for that. And I remember talking to Labo Cosmetica, and they were saying that we the products they make they test in all the different places, Africa to right. you know. I keep on using Scotland as an example of somewhere in the there's north. A, there's a lot of detailing brands in Scotland. Yeah. Do there, we know why that is? Sorry no. to throw another question in there, but there is a lot. There is a lot. You're absolutely right, and and not, and it's not just a north thing because. Norway, Sweden, they're not exactly flush with them. Finland, can't think of much in the way of car no, care in Finland. Right. And they're equally northern. Um, but anyway, uh, th so Labo were very much, uh, or Labo Cosmetica, rather, hashtag Labo Cosmetica, give the full title, um, is um, they, they say, right, it's got to work in all of these environments. Yes. Whereas I talked to another German brand and talked to their chemist and to the, the guy who runs it there, and he says, yeah, if we have an order going out to Brazil, we will actually do a slightly different formulation because we know it's going to work better out there. And if it's going up to the North Pole, to avoid using Scotland yes. as an example, we're going to use a different thing, even though it's technically the same product, yeah. the same labels and all the rest of it. So the question is, from your point of view, you do a lot of testing for people like Infinity Wax, for example. Yeah, for multiple brands now, which is, yeah. Yeah. and Which excites me, yeah. And, and Infinity Wax is based in Scotland, so they don't know what a dissolved solid is anyway because the water is so soft and lovely. Um, and unicorn tears again. Indeed. Yeah. And you were saying that there's a, a shampoo, for example, which works really well if you don't have water made primarily of rocks like we do. 100%. And there's been a... I've obviously got into it. They may joke or whatever, maybe mm -hmm. calling me Mr. Shampoo or Mr. QD because that's the the products predominantly are affected the most. Yep. When we done the mega test with the shampoos, or sorry, with the waxes, I was noticing a mask, a masking, let's call it. Mm -hmm. uh, some people, or I put it down to maybe a gloss enhancers, but I you know, predominantly went for something that was a pure shampoo. But I believe now, after what we just spoke about previously with the alkaline and the minerals in the different waters and using the Labo Cosmetic, for instance, and other products which have got high alkaline or high acidic or sorry, low acidic yep. properties that clean different. And I've found or noticed a huge difference. People I've seen, I'm quite vocal about my shampoos because of the outboards. I'll be using one uh, ADBL Tangy. Yep. Uh, it's an acidic shampoo. Because they know that it's going to be for a high mineral area, the user experience I get from it, super sudsy, super slick, super creamy. And it's made a, a massive difference in my wash process mm -hmm. going through testing all these different products and shampoos and, and everything else um and it's a development i think is um so and and i'd put this down actually i would, I would sort of um credit labo cosmetic hashtag lago cosmetic yeah. as best as possible is their three ph wash system with the acid alkaline and then a kind of a neutral maintenance shampoo yes. there have been shampoos that were slightly acidic beforehand but it wasn't advertised as such because it was a kind of a naughty yes. word um and and so this is this is a change in the vernacular in the old days it was you had a shampoo you might have had a wash and wax and that was yeah, about right. as exciting as it got but now look at us talking about the ph of different shampoos and how actually now there are classifications and i really want to write an article a while ago uh, sorry i'm going off on tangent here but i think yes. issue eight i wrote an article about buckets and i bloody love buckets i could talk <laughs> yeah. for a long time about buckets and it was i think a three pager all about buckets and i also like saying the word buckets <laughs> and um so anyway and i want to do the same about shampoos because there's so much i'm not going to call it ignorance but lack of knowledge same thing but in a less kind of Yes. passive aggressive way um about the different types of shampoo and for different applications and yeah know, people if, putting wash and waxes on coated cars that's not not necessarily going to be the best way forward i know and if anybody's following me on you know the car boutique or you know geeky detail reviews mm -hmm. i've currently just uh, applied some test sealants i've got that i needed to test i've also applied them against some big hitters mm -hmm. for me ones that i know that work and i've gone down using the hashtag labo cosmetics cut Labo Cosmetica range. <laughs> um, for that reason, I've been yep. told about their cleaning uh, for their shampoos and their snow foams. And uh, we, we touched on this before we actually went live, that I was blown away by how good the shampoos are. Mm -hmm. And by using the high alkaline uh, shampoos and combined with the acidic or the hashtag Labo, you know, Labo, let's call it Labo range, mm -hmm. actually unmasked some protectant that was already on there which i thought was dead and buried yeah and it, it's, it's really opened my eyes as well it did a long time ago but that's uh the, you know, the the current range that i've been using which has really blown me away in a, in a good way and and this but this again from a testing point of view makes life harder because um i'll, I'll give you an example so the the uh, uh, some testing that we're doing without giving anything away 
too much is going to be a bit of textile cleaning products. Yes. And um, there are some manufacturers who produce two products. In this case, one's acidic, one's alkaline. It says, right, you need to use both of these products, get a full cleaning kind of range, if you like, yes. spectrum. And that's fine. But the problem is that a lot of other manufacturers just produce one textile cleaner. Yes. And if we're testing them, do we test both of product X and product Y, so to speak, from, from manufacturer one uh, against the single product from manufacturer two? Or do we, you know, just pick one of the two? It, it, it's difficult yeah. to do a fair test. And this is it. Is it making reviews fair? There are lots of challenges, particularly with the likes of you and me have been doing yes. it so long that we recognize, even if we're doing blind, we know what the product is because we can smell it or we can feel it or there's a certain taste. You know, I've got you know, quite a lot of duplicates, mm. let's call it. <laughs> well, then there's a white label issue. Yes. Yeah. So and I mean, let's leave it there. Once you've tasted a good tar remover, you know what a good tar remover tastes like. And, uh, and glass cleaner. Yeah, Most of those for me are quite yeah, bit similar. Of, bit of rhubarb and it makes a lovely nice <laughs> <That's it. laughs> um, but, but my point being is that how, how do we and how do you um, uh, make sure or try and kind of put checks in to make sure that your testing is fair and objective? So when I am doing my testing reviewing, like I just mentioned, I'm probably going to trip myself up here. <laughs> I'm using the current, uh, sealant test that I'm doing because yeah. it's current to me at the moment and I've used the sealants that I know all perform really well and I've tried to keep it as uniform as possible I know people are going to say well you've put it on the front the front's going to get hit more than it is mm -hmm. on the rear and, and so on and so forth I can't control all of that you could yeah. just drive backwards every other day I could do you, that's a good idea but I've not tried that one yet but maybe but, next week but you got reversing cameras I'm about to say you got reversing cameras in your fancy cameras. pants car yeah. yeah but it's trying to keep the variables the same um, and so that's why when I do my, my testing reviews, I try and to check the water. I try and make sure everything's got the same level of cleanliness or the same car or the same shampoo used throughout or whatever it may be, just to try and keep it as close. But you're right, it's hard to do that, especially as you're mentioning you know, X and Y, two mm -hmm. products to go against X, let's call it. One's going to be an unfair advantage. Um, but if the other customer or other brand doesn't do that, then you're going to struggle. But it's, again, playing a nice balance to try and keep the variables the same. It was like in WWF in the 90s. So you'd had some wrestlers who were doubled up the whole time. So it was two versus one. Yeah. And that's why Hulk Hogan never always won. The um, thing is, what, what, whatever you do when you're, when you're doing a review, you're always going to have, uh, unless it's a massively positive outcome, complaints come through from manufacturers that oh you haven't you haven't used it in this particular situation or you haven't followed exactly this style of or you, um, ha you haven't setup. you haven't followed instructions that we didn't print on the bottle yeah. Yeah, or exactly. you didn't use my cloth that it should have been applied with <laughs> yes. or, or so on and so and, that's the thing yeah. and you, you kind of have to go back to them and say well sorry yeah we can only test for certain scenarios just because it hasn't worked in this particular scenario doesn't mean it's a bad product it's just that in the way that we test it it's not ideal yeah, it, and there's it, also user experience, mm -hmm. isn't there? Let's that's take, let's take yeah. that's very subjective. Um, and again, with the variables, the hard water area, the soft water areas, that all has a massive, you know, change on the scale. But for me, user experience has got to come in, mm. you know, high. But I don't smell very well, so it's always hard. I can get my family and everybody else involved. Scent, sniff, sniff. You know, go around offering the sniff, the sniff tester, and see whether they like the scent or not. But then some of them are amplified in the bottle. Yeah, and then when you know you atomize it, whoa. Yep. You know, completely different. So, just yeah. smell of chloroform to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dating technique. I'm used to that now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the, 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 it's also how important you put different things on. So, smell. Weirdly, I'm a, a very sensitive nose. To the point of view, I can I can identify where people have walked in a room or something by by them. It's w weird and, and not a not a superpower you want. <laughs> okay. me, when you live with four dogs, um, but the how important is how how much product smells because there are some people who say, you know, if they're an enthusiast and it's a wax and they want to smell a bubble gum, marvellous. They really like it because of that. But then there'll be lots of other people who just want it to last long and go on easily and do this and do that. So it's it's what influence, when we're doing a mega test, we'll have lots of ancillary things like price. Yes. That's a perfect example. And we'll say, right, price per litre of these products, boom, 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 boom. For some people, they don't give a crap. The difference between a 10 quid shampoo and a 14 quid shampoo That's right. for them isn't a big deal. And so they just want the best product regardless of price. But then you'll have other readers who are like, oh, but I'm going to save 39p per wash by doing this. So that's important to me. And how do we weight those things? Normally, I put price as a, a medium weighted thing. Yes. Whereas, say, on a wax, something like gloss or durability would be a heavily weighted thing. Yes. And label design would be a lightly weighted thing. Yeah. For, I guess for the, the, for the user who's a professional – 
day in day out scent might be a big thing because mm. he's using you know the same product he wants to be surrounded by that set that he's used to he enjoys and everything mm-hmm. else um but where i find sometimes with my reviews now is let's call it jelly bean or jelly uh sorry cherry mm-hmm. you smell that now so many times that almost the placebo effect makes you think automatically ah i've got that one already ah and and we know it? yeah well, well, no, and, it's, and, it's more case when you smell cherry you know the the base product really really hums yeah because there's, there's the something nasty in it yes, if you have to use sense. cherry that's that's a nuclear option yeah. yes but there's a cause in there bubble gum there's the cherry there's but, you but, know, but, the but jelly bean that use, that's the thing is that we know that cherry is a is a very powerful scent when it yes. comes from a chemical point of view and it's also i think one of the cheaper ones you don't have to use as much of it the amount of cherry iron removers that came out yeah. shortly after <laughs> ironics came through <laughs> yeah 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 only smells of cherry no it just smells of <laughs> dog shit cherry now that's yeah. great so yeah but as a reviewer you know you have to be careful because the scent can take you on another level so yeah. i try and keep out of it and not having a nose like you know a basset hound as you have mm. um that doesn't really come into it the scent so user experience is big for me yeah if i was using it day in day and as i say back on the tools yeah maybe but for me now i want to feel yeah the slickness i want to feel like i'm spreading single cream for me <laughs> over the panel and the yeah. reason why um we'll probably you're going to ask me a question i know you are on buckets and <laughs> when we get into that question that answer is because the amount of buckets i use i want to know that I'm getting the least amount of marring or protection or, or abrasives or anything mm-hmm. when I carry out my contact wash. Gotcha. So that for me is my personal thing. But review ahead on when other brands send me products, I have to say, no, take user experience out of it first. Does it clean? Yeah. You know, does it do this? What's the suds like? Do the suds last? You know, so on and so And I try to keep with the same mitt also to keep the variables the same mm. but then on the flip side some people might be using a chenille or a microfiber which i know mm. you've done testing on previously so i have to have those as backups as well to fall in line with other people's testing yeah. it's not all about me and and that's where sometimes it makes it a bit hard yeah no i, I absolutely i mean i don't want to make us sound like whining little girls saying, oh, it's so <laughs> difficult reviewing yeah. all these car yeah. products i don't know what you're moaning about as a miner or a soldier <laughs> yeah. really difficult i have to smell cherries occasionally yes um but yeah it's, it's making sure that we're kind of as broad as possible as fair as possible correct and then also dealing with fanboys dealing with stroppy manufacturers dealing with all the fun and games that we have to when you give an honest review for something you get jumped on for it yes so i tend to behave with my reviews Mm -hmm. any feedback that i get sometimes the products that are sent to me are not released yet yeah and which is the way i like it so i can give an honest feedback and tell them where i think it could be better or mm-hmm. what and i explain to them my variables water hardness where i've used it the yeah. temperature and, and that's direct manufacturer as well that's direct yeah. i believe and, and we're quite adamant and again with the tcb we don't want to hear somebody bashing a brand it's hard mm-hmm. enough as it is at the moment mm-hmm. yet for somebody to come in who might not have let's call it the credentials to back it up that's their personal experience i don't think it's fair to share some somebody's own or their one personal experience to a brand and, and call them out on it if yeah. i think it's best personally to take that to the brand and say on oh, my user experience using such and such variables this is what happened because you might have had a deaf product yeah you know it might be the end of the barrel it might be the new bit might they be changing over you, you don't know you might have been got a qd when it's not a qd in, in a shampoo bottle well, you just don't know if you go on TripAdvisor and it's got a one star but it's only from one review Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a go. What's yes. the worst that can happen? Well, we know what the worst could be happening. You can get <laughs> well, yeah. eaten by dogs at this restaurant. But so the other 55 died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but by the same token, also we can't have good news reviews the whole time because Correct. you know what's the point? I mean, the answer is that most products generally out there are pretty good. What we're really trying to identify are, are the standout products. Yes. Um, but oh. if there is something the product's bad at, I use the bad news sandwich quite regularly when I'm writing. Is that I really love the bottle? Um, <laughs> yes. Product doesn't work. Oh, Oh, and the smell is lovely. <laughs> and yeah. then people have to go, oh, it smells nice. And I'm yeah, like, mine, you yeah. might see. Um, I really enjoyed that product. It's really good, mm. uh, excellent, exceptional, outstanding, highly recommend. Mm. Um, that's quite a broad list of you know products. If you don't see it, then I probably... I'm not going to post it. Yeah, that, That's my way of, you know, train of thought. Some people might say that's wrong. We need to know about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't know about it because I won't show it then. Yeah, that, That's my take on it. But then the danger is... You and I wouldn't, like a... I wouldn't get sent products also if I was to negatively yeah. bash somebody. Uh, so it's not what I'm about. No, um, it's tricky. Well, I, I take an example of John Deleu. He, for example, at Forensic, he tends to yes. buy his ones in often secret shopping because yes. he wants to be able to give a balanced review. Because if you're always seen only to be giving good reviews, now admittedly, yes. it could be because you're withholding the bad reviews, but if you're doing that then people kind of almost give you left left cred less cred yeah and then you get a position where people bash a product just to make themselves look like they're the yeah. big man 
and, and that's even worse. So getting that balance is right. With the mega test, what we do, we've got, say, 10 products in a mega test. We will introduce them all and give them an, all, an absolute equal yeah. hearing on each product. And then we'll gradually go through the testing. And when a product does really well at something, we will bang that drum for it. Even, yes. if, even if it's something as simple as clear instructions, which is so underrated, because some of these bottles I have to put my glasses on, and I'm not a pretty boy in the first place. Put glasses on me, and I'm positively scary. And um, so we'll sing about it. But by the same token, if a product isn't good at something, we just go a bit quiet on it because there Correct. are ten other products. There. I agree with you. You know, they call me Mystery Box Mommy. Mommy being my they call nickname. you lots of things. They call me lots of things. <laughs> yeah, and probably not to my face or behind my back. I don't mind. I've got broad shoulders. I just had an inmate number. But with TCB, well, like, we tend to buy our products. Yeah. Some of them now have started to be sent through because they mm -hmm. want us to do an honest review on it. And I've said to them, you know, you'll get an honest review, but you'll also get if there's any negativity, it won't be posted. It'll be sent to you direct. But my way that I've done it, I've gone about it for a number of years now, is I buy a mystery box. Mm -hmm. Surprise me. Hit me with it. Um, I'm not really good at interiors. Why do I need haircuts? Yeah, I'm not really good at interiors, and there wasn't really many interiors on the years I spent detailing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not filling a Formula One car. I was about Even to say, with all the yeah. seats out and steering, I was just still not getting in there. <laughs> um, and I say, I never really, you know, went down that route. But that's what I mean with all these products. Not negatively bashing them. Um, if I'm going to any negativity, it's give it back to the brand. Constructive mm. feedback, how they take that. Some people take it with open arms and come mm. back to me and say, do you know what? Brilliant. You know, some of my mates have tested it and they all said it was brilliant. Mm. We've sent out to a few friends of friends and they've said it was all brilliant and sort of left me in a rock and a hard place then. But because I found it not terrible, yeah. really terrible. In this day and age, everything is really good. Everybody's caught up and, you know, there is some excellent stuff out there. It works. It's almost like, have you ever stayed in an Airbnb and you get to do a public review and then you get to do <laughs> the private note? So public review, lovely house, <laughs> brilliant location, awesome parking, love it. And then private review, sorry, I've managed to destroy the loo. You might want to take gloves. <laughs> yeah. you <know. laughs> yeah. And you can have that kind of that dichotomy between them. But no, I, I, it's a difficult one. I just think in reviewing, we need to be given the, I, I fear things are getting too close. We need to be given that independence to be able to say a true opinion of things. Yes. There is no need for needless bashing of, of, of brands or anything like that. But at the same token, there's also, it's almost more dangerous if you say all these products are brilliant when they're not all. Correct. So, yeah, it's, it's a balance to be had. Out of interest, what's your, you know, if you had a somebody who you really kind of look up to, I'm not, not I'm going to say a hero necessarily, but somebody who you kind of, you've followed a long time and you respect them, who, who would that be? It's strange when I look now, really, with the YouTube side of it, let's mm -hmm. say, or reading reviews and, and report. That's where the geeky side of it comes from because I, I go into you know researching YouTube, Google, all my friends, and go right into it. I, I, I love the stuff your previous or one but one you know guest Jim White. Yeah, what he does. I love the way that he explains it, the way he goes through it. And what he does is what I enjoyed most about my job. Yeah. Wasn't the cleaning side of it. Wasn't, again, the interiors because I don't really fit. Um, but I like to uh, – the, the paint correction side of it, for me, is is where I like to be. Mm. That's where I'm comfortable. So if I was to say, follow, yeah, Jim White is, um, oh, is what I like. But I love Martin. Do you know Martin on YouTube channels, OCD? Oh, yeah, OCD, yeah. Brilliant. It's honest reviews, you know, when he chucks it in the bin yeah. and everything else. And then you've got some other people on there you just want to listen to for hours. Yeah. And there was some who, you, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I like, you remember early days with John uh, of Forensic? Yes. Where the videos were about four or five hours long. And I, I never saw the watch statistics on that, but I imagine they tailed off after the first 20 yes. minutes. People were kind of like... But yeah, we all no, started, but... we all cut our teeth with John Yeah, um, on the YouTube side of it. Obviously, we'd all been using, probably all of us sat on this table, had all been using, I'm a Rotary fanboy, I always have been, mm -hmm. but... I don't really fancy using it, but no, no, vague. I'm always going to get the rotary out because I need to do it and then finish off with the DA. But, you know, the stuff that John done, I like because of TCB the way it is with no negativity mm -hmm. and not worrying about whether they've got how much experience they've got or and everything. He started off with the beginner stuff, and I think that's a really yeah. good thing. And that's probably why he's got so many followers because he brought and introduced the DIYers, the people that were unsure about having a go, mm. the people we want to invite into the group, they're unsure about what products to use. They can, you know, rely on some of us that have tested it and, uh, and do it that way. He's also John next door, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He's, he's a very real bloke. He generally could be, he's not because there's somebody called Peter living next door, but, but it, yeah. you know, he's he's not, when you've got a detail, if you've got, say, Jim, um, you know, you've got this lovely professional detailing studio. Yes. And he, he, it kind of feels, if you're an enthusiast, I can imagine a little bit different, a little bit separated, whereas John generally could be, 
the slightly odd curtain twitcher next door who works yeah, that's right. a lot. Yeah. And and that I think people relate to and there's no pretension with him, you know. No, that's right. Thing. We've um, with with all the guys we've mentioned, you know, they've all got that lovely garage set up and yeah. and we're all wish that we had you know, at home, well, I do. And the next house we get, we'll definitely have a demo garage for that reason. One, because I need it for the room for the products. But <laughs> also, I don't think I'm going to be getting the transporter of the garage, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's to have that space to freely get around. And if I'd like to do some more video work and vlogs, um, then I've got that opportunity to be able to do it. You need the space. I have to bet this place, yeah. I'm afraid we did bring you near rather too close to Swindon for your own things. But <laughs> well, when I was doing up this garage, we put in three layers of, of, um, uh, what do you call it, plasterboard, but special acoustic plasterboard just, oh, to, did you? just to keep the noise down because we are on the M4 because it's, you know, cheap. And um, It's funny, I don't actually live that far away from you, isn't it? No. Um, <laughs> as the crow flies, what were we, 25? If that, as a crow flies. Is it really? Yeah, but no crow saying. can get past Twind and get shot, shot and <laughs> <Yeah>. eaten. <laughs> um, uh, and so final question before we go into the 10 questions. Um, the standout product that's hit you this year you know every, every now and then a product hits us in the face and for me i've been hit by various products usually just because somebody's throwing them at me to get me shut up but there are some products now and then i just sit there and i think this is really good um what ow, <laughs> actually this is a sponge the irony of all yeah, of that i've got electrical equipment i the, don't want to throw anything liquid i was Too about expensive. to say i can see a, a one liter bottle of sonex um Ooh, of tire fallout wax. remover or yeah soft 99 tire wax or crystal clear detail clean glass cleaner all of these things could hurt um you can so, say thank you if I gave you a sponge. <laughs> well, cheers. I mean, to be fair, that would exfoliate the crap out of me. Um, but anyway. Take a bigger sponge to exfoliate all the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your contribution. Um, anyway, Stephen. Yes. Um, so oh, what, Stephen. Stephen. Serious. Yes. Serious voice. <laughs> you said my beard twitches at certain yeah. times. Um, we need but, who wants to be a millionaire music, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, speaking of that, uh, Dom, uh, so we had a, a, a moan a couple of years ago from Dom about the sound effects that we have. So this is Dom Colbeck of Dodo Juice. Uh, hope you're listening. Cheers. Um, and he said he didn't like the things. In the most recent missive to me, he said he's now got used to them. He's been sort of exposure therapy. So um, whenever you're ready. Yeah, I'll just turn the volume up for that one. <laughs> um, but anyway, so product that stood out to you this year or in the last kind of time period, um, what's kind of sort of, oh, this is good. doesn't have to be new. It doesn't have to be new. If it no. doesn't have to be new, something that's blown me away recently mm -hmm. um, was the Adams Quick Detailer. Okay. I like a bit of an old school, you know, QD. Mm -hmm. Easy to apply and nice scent. If you've not tried it, I'm sorry, you, you must. They've got a limited edition old range. Even some of them, I think I bought with the TCB discount. Yeah. Eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And is this, as, as a QD, just give a bit of background, is this a kind of spray sealant to QD or is this a proper QD that you can put on, smear free, take off and actually do a bit cleaning? It's going to give you a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So um, it leaves something behind. So it leaves something behind. The water behavior I've got over it so far, but it's the scent. Yep. The scent and the user experience. You and your smell. It's, yes. As, because I can't really smell. <laughs> you need something strong. I need something strong. Yeah. And this woke me up in a nice way. Uh, the one I've got, eggnog. Well, I've never tried eggnog in my life. If it's anything like this, I'm going to buy loads of it this year. <laughs> well, we're getting close to the season of eggnog. <laughs> Correct. So you so it's quite fitting. Around, yeah. We walk around marketplaces of provincial towns in the UK, pissed off your tits. Because yes. you like the smell of it. <laughs> Sounds like me. Um, Cool. Okay, Koki. Well, I think it is time that we descend into the mayhem that is the quickfire 10 questions. And um, I did have it printed out on a piece of paper, but that's gone AWOL, so it's now on the Telio phone. Here we go. So we've already answered some of these cars, but just to, uh, you know, keep form, current car. Z yeah. Z so we've got a 2019 Volkswagen T6, mm -hmm. which is a shuttle, as you've probably seen. And the Volvo XC60R Design Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Catchy. But yeah. But I just want to point out before anybody's feeling disappointed, Steve, and, and, and being a bag man, he, he has owned like fast forwards and, and cool cars past. Yeah, there's no, uh, I've, I've owned an Alpha, uh, as we all should. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't insure it. It was an Alpha sub when I was 17, but yes. An Alpha Sud. Uh, Alpha Sud. Lovely. Yes. Box range in the back. Proper. Yeah. I like loved a it. Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. That's my cars. Yeah. Um, but I've yeah, had many, as in, Probably over 30. That's interesting. I was trying to count through my cars, and I've, I'm in the same sort of zone. of one. It's difficult, though. When you work in the car trade, you kind of buy and sell because you're buying and selling, not to own, so it's tricky. The good one I had was um, Saab 9000 Turbo. That was... I was I was pretty much aero. born in a Saab 9000. No, I was just in a... I had a 900 yes. Aero as well. Yeah. Serious bit of kit. That was... God. 
Sleeper, real sleeper. Real, yeah. Like the XC60, that's two, a sleeper. 2.3. Turbo. HPT as well, high pressure yes. turbo. Yeah. And you could pull the pipe off the ammo valve. Did you know that? I didn't because I'd literally just been born on the A34. When I was in <laughs> you my- could pull the pipe off the ammo valve, which would run it at full boost. Ah. So exponentially over 300 horsepower just by disconnecting a pipe of the ammo valve, bypass the actuator. So you had to watch the turbo gauge because it would blow itself up in smithereens. Wow. If you took the, yeah, didn't take the right heavy one off. Well, um, when you get it covered in amniotic fluid, you then sell it a couple of days later and I never saw it again, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Dream car. Ooh. It's two. It's always been two. Okay. If I was to get my six numbers to come in, Mm -hmm. I would immediately go and buy a Range Rover. Because I am a Land Rover. Now, Land Rover okay, fanboy. so would you P38 it? Would you L322 it? Would you go for the latest boxy four wheel steery thingy? I'd probably go for the latest one because mm-hmm. I've got the six numbers. If I didn't like it, I'd buy the older one. Would you I go don't a buy big it together. V8 TDI, or would you go for a big supercharged petrol? No, I like the diesel. I'm yeah. a torque man. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I like that. I'm built for torque. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. with you. The 44 V8 diesel, not the 36 twin turbo diesel, because I used to have that as a tow car back in the car days, and it would spin the deep. The turbos would explode into the engine. Oh, and and you get the engine fixed. And, and the other turbo. Would, yeah, exactly. So don't do that. But the 4.4 is a solid one. And I would have to performante. I think, or probably the Hurricane without oh, the performante. Okay, you're a Lambo lightness. man. I'm a Lambo man. I like the aggressive out there. Hmm. Yes. And actually, I have to say, you and I both fit in Lambos because they're basically Audis, so they're actually designed around human beings. I can actually get into one. My yeah. brother doesn't live a million miles away from here. If you see the yellow one, or previously see the yellow SV smoking around, yellow one. I think I've seen that in the rearview mirror of my Subaru, yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Yes, that was my brother. Ah. Uh, yes. But that, that would be my two. He's one a lot more successful than you. A lot. Fair play to me, works hard for it. So, and he's my younger, bigger brother, would you believe? Oh, God. Yes. Pain. So Range Rover immediately, yep. pick it up, and then I'll go looking around my dealerships for the uh, Lambo of choice. Gosh. But if I had to have one in the stable, I would still love a Diablo. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. poster boy. After the contest, the Diablo for me was... I had a scale electrics Diablo, and I bloody wow. loved it. I really did. That was cool. Right. First car you ever detailed. So this can be a tricky one. The first car, let's not say professionally, what car did you, do you remember getting down and dirty with from a detailing point of view? The first car I ever cleaned was the Escort Mark II. Yep. It was owned by an elderly gentleman and it needed a good clean, so I good cleaned it, but not so well. Yeah. I would say the first car that I detailed before getting in, you know, really into it would be the, the RS Turbo Black. Yep. Um, and, and if you've ever owned a black Ford, if you can get concourse out of a black ford mm-hmm. you've done well and if you can keep it that way and if you can keep it that yeah, way that's because if you sneeze at it it's marred yep yeah well bear in mind i'm into my jdm so if i stare fearsomely at a car it'll it'll start to swell up again if you've not tried a ford polishing with a rotary mm-hmm. try a honda black honda yep they're on the same level as far as i'm concerned someone i know has got a uh a cord type r black and Ooh. that yeah keeping that and he's he's into his detailing is he actually works runs an insurance company but um yeah it's always fun so next question apologies for noise in the background big bertha 2 our printer has decided to wake up it's, <laughs> it's it's got a mind of its own um when you're uh, dipping your mitts how many buckets do you like to uh, utilize Honestly, I own four. No, no, lie to me. Lie to I me. own four. I use two. Okay. Yes. Uh, the other two watch. One holds my um, array of brushes, mm-hmm. and I tend to use two. I'm a multi-mitt person. Okay. One for wheels, one for lower, one for the top. It's good for you to admit that. But for me, I am a massive fan of pre-wash. Mm-hmm. Pre-wash, pre-wash, pre-wash. It takes me probably, that's probably one of the, uh, without the wheels, I pre-wash. Yeah, I'm a fanatic over pre-wash. So you do a pre-pre-wash by the time? Yes, we spend a lot of time in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And because of that, sand gets everywhere. So the thought of it, it migrates everywhere, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. As much as it is on the outside, every time you open and shut the door, I can see grains of it everywhere. So pre-wash, 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 pre-wash. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my routine. And so, yeah, so you reduce the buckets as a consequence of, of good pre-wash. Yes, that's my, personally, that's where I go. Now, I think I know the answer to this question. Uh, rotary or DA when you're using a whirly machiney thingy? I couldn't be without it for me mm-hmm. um, if I was doing my usual VAG stuff, my rotary. Yeah. But I am coming around to a DA. So have you, you? I'm guessing you've used long throw DAs and stuff like that. Yes, but um, I wouldn't be without my rotary. What I love have you got? Sealy. Ah, an old Sealy. It was something we've that we old, bought. We've got an old Sealy too. That's what we had in the trade. That's what <laughs> we used. So people know my surname. <laughs> <laughs> if it ever broke, we got another one. Wasn't changing the brushes then. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, with our old furricular and G3, we mm. pasted on. Um, <laughs> that was the way. Yeah, no, that's old school. Um, and again, I think I know the answer to this question. Coating or wax? Wax. Yeah. Definitely wax. Yeah. Bit of a wax fanboy. Like my shampoos. I was about to say, um, we, don't, we don't really need to justify it, really. It's, no, it's we don't. Difference. There's something about it, isn't there? Uh, although now half the cars, no, not half the cars, I've got two out of six cars are coated, which is really weird. But uh, it does mean at like least... Like the Volvo, the front end mm. is coated. Well, you... I don't normally coat my own. Oh, okay. I've got stuff coming up that I need the basis of a coating to be able to test it. I see what you mean. Yeah. Whereas before, I don't like to do it on my own vehicles because it ruins my test bed or test beds. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I should use that one. I've got lots of test beds. No, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ferrari or Porsche? Porsche. I can't fit in a Ferrari. That's a, a perfectly legitimate question. <laughs> and it's a very relevant question. Anyway, more importantly, and you know what's coming right now, Subaru or Mitsubishi? I'm a bit of a Subaru fanboy, I'm afraid. Good man, that's how We've you got through this. the door, you realise that. We've you, had this conversation. You, you, you spent years testing yes. products and writing the magazine bollocks. It was because you said you like Subaru, <laughs> yeah. so like, get this man in here, I need an ally. Yeah, and yeah, as I, was, I spoke to you before about it, my brother bought a WR1. Yes. At a Solberg limited edition. Oh, what a lovely colour they were. Lovely colour, and it was like a scoldy cat. Mm-hmm. One of the quickest things, you know, I've ever been. My friend owned a 360 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It embarrassed it. Yeah. Embar- I'm sorry, it embarrassed it. And that was me. I was a convert. And yes, I do watch some of the Evo 8 stuff, but we went out for a test drive because my brother was going to buy with the Evo 8 400 horsepower. Yep. Oh, uh, one with a massive turbo yeah, that yeah. literally had the worst leg I've ever known <laughs> in my life. And I witnessed it. I was yep. part of it. And then the paddle clutch, you on and off in traffic. Uh, yeah. uh, Reading dealership was a rally up. We went to the Mitsubishi. So, mm. no, Subaru. Yep. Final answer. Damn straight. <laughs> Good work. Okay, we can end this here. No, uh, so uh, Flex or Rupes? Have you got experience of both the brands? Flex. Flex. For me personally, I like the over-engineered, mm-hmm. solid, well-built. Um, yeah, for no. me, definitely Flex. I can see that, uh, you know, why people go for Rupes, uh, Rupes. Yeah. But no, Flex for me. Flex for you. Um, final question, and one that I think you might actually be one of the few who answer differently from the others. Uh, Sunday Drive or a Sunday Detail? Sunday detail. Yep. 100%. First one. First one. That is the first one. Am I the first? Am I your first? You are the first. (laughs) We've had some, some of them have um, come in and said, oh, I'll do both. I'll do one and then I'll do the other and all the rest of it. That's not an either or. This is, this is a one or the other. And you were the first person who's, who's come through on the Sunday detail line. I mean, we're framing this like it's a good thing. So (laughs) yeah. Well, I genuinely, yes. (laughs) I can't wait because of my job during the week um, with products arriving during the week. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for the weekend to get out my pad, no, pad, pad, <laughs> get it again, pad and pen. Yeah. Waiting where I take all my notes, I new products to live, you know, get the camera out, the tripod out and, and off we go. I love doing it. I don't like the neighbours that are always coming up talking to me when I'm trying to do stuff in a one take. Or you can I'm, do mine after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I if I had a pound for everybody, <laughs> well, don't. I get that, but I found a solution. Have you ever considered growing a beard and looking a bit like a terrorist? I'm halfway there. I keep mine. Nah, that's no, that's no, it's not it. working. No, not no. even the face radio. No, I, I, some people might give you a bit of a distance at the supermarket. I clear a whole freaking aisle. Oh, yeah, if I'm in like the instant food section, which is basically <laughs> all I would go to, it, it just empties out. It's great. It's brilliant. until you smile, very radiantly smile. But it's that I think it's the yeah, beer, it's, a, but it's, you're a mur- it's a murdery smile though. Isn't you it? are very tall as well, like myself. So it's I think it's a murdering smile. I think no, we're average height. Oh, sorry. Yeah, everybody else just dwarfs. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not allowed to call them that, but you know. <laughs> sub six foot three and anything over six foot four mm, that's unfair <laughs> it's not good anyway before we get we, we upset all of the little people and they'll hop up and down we might yes. spot them um shall we wrap up um it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and wonderfully natural um and and you know we we do the same thing from different angles and it'd be really great yes. to work together in future magazines yes. um and you know as you can see the products behind you we have many things that, that need further testing or some testing and stuff like that yes and um we will arrange the system so to our readers uh, you may well be seeing some more of steve in in and his colleagues in the future pages of the mag but apart from that i think it's goodbye from you well yeah and goodbye from me <laughs>